Welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Huddle. I am your host, Eric McNeil. And today I got a really cool guest. We have the CEO of Believe Sports Group, certified agent, Mr. Chris Overton. What's going on, Chris? Not much, Eric. How's it going? It's going great, man. Thanks for making the time to meet with me. Definitely, definitely. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, we're, well, we're excited to have you, man. Um, as, as you know, we do a lot of interviewing of athletes on this channel, a couple of entrepreneurs, and from time to time, uh, we get some agents on here, right? Whether they're contract agents, marketing agents, um, because we really just want to know um, the inner workings of being in this crazy world of sports, man. Like we, we love working with athletes. We love doing what we do. Uh, we're not cut out for the nine to five. <laughs> we, we, we have a passion for sports. We have a passion for helping these guys. And so I like to get the different points of views and vantage points from athletes to businessmen and women on their outlook on this. Right. And when it comes to breaking the huddle, we, the whole point of it is we spend a lot of time talking about doing something and we wait for the right moment and until we're ready, but we don't just break the huddle, right? We have a good plan, like just go execute, like go get to work, right? And so that's what we wanna talk about today is, is getting to work, surrounding yourself with the right team and the right formula. So man, I, I, I've had an opportunity to get to know you a little bit and I would love for the users uh, and the listeners to get, uh, hear a little bit about you. So share your story, man. Take us back to the beginning and kind of what got you to where you're at today. Definitely. Yeah, man. I appreciate that intro. Um, kind of just touching on breaking the huddle. You'll hear a lot of that, you know, through my story, man. It's a lot of, you know, diving into things when I may have not been ready, you know, and a lot of kind of just adjusting and adapting as I went. So born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, um, come from a football family. My dad was a coach. Grandfather was a coach. Um, my dad coached at um, a big high school here in, in Cleveland called Glenville High School since a lot of guys on to, you know, division one level on to play in the NFL as well. Um, so, you know, just growing up around that, love football, started playing when I was seven years old, grew a passion for it, um, you know, continued to play all the way through my college years. Um, actually ended up attending Kent State University is where I started my college football career. Um, ended up transferring out of there after two years and ended up at Indiana State University. Many people aren't too familiar, but, um, you know, hear about Larry Bird. Larry Bird um, graduated from Indiana State. So um, that's where I ended up playing most of my football career and graduating with my sports management degree. Um, so once I finished that up, moved back home to Cleveland, Ohio. Um, that's where I've worked a few different jobs. I actually worked in ticket sales for the Cavs for um, a few months and then ended up pivoting back into football. I had a year left of eligibility. Um, John Carroll University actually I actually reached out. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but um, pretty big pipeline with John Carroll to the NFL as well. Um, so they reached out, presented an opportunity for me to play one more year. Um, and I ended up actually tearing my ACL a week before um, we started our first game. We actually went into the regular season. So I've dealt with a lot of injuries throughout my career. Um, that's one of the things that actually led me into sports agent industry. I had a lot of knowledge and experience in that background. Just from networking, like I said, you know, we had a big connection with college teams and, and NFL teams. So, you know, building our relationships through our pipeline to Ohio State and ever since I was a little kid. So, you know, just being around that, you know, getting the feel for the business side of sports kind of just translated into what I knew I wanted to do. So, you know, once I started to deal with those injuries, started to help some of my teammates out. I would even meet with um, agents with some of them to help them make their decisions. 
Um, from there, I, I met a lot of people, rubbed elbows with some big time agencies and kind of knew what I wanted to do from there. So um, that's when I started to, to gravitate to the sports agent role, um, being able to mentor and help guys, not just, you know, on a, on a short term basis. When you talk about an agent, you talk about representation. That's a lifelong partnership. You know, that's what we strive for. So being able to tap into that business early, even while I was still in my playing career, uh, led me into starting Believe Sports Group so back in yeah. 2019. It's been mm-hmm. four, almost five years now. Um, started Believe Sports Group while I was finishing up my master's at John Carroll. And um, you know, that's where we're at now. You know, so mm-hmm. started in the Canadian Football League, had a lot of success at that level, and then made the natural transition to becoming an NFL agent. And now we're headed into year three um, as an NFL agency. So you know, continuing our growth, continuing to go in the right direction and really excited about not only where we started, but also you know where we're headed. Totally. Totally, man. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. And so what, uh, what brought about the name of your agency, Believe Sports Group? What, what's, uh, what's the tie to that? Yeah, that's a great question, man. So um, a lot goes into that. So of course, you know, believing in yourself, believing in, you know, the people that you put behind you, that, that's first and foremost, you know, it's having a team around you that you believe in and that believes in you. I think that was, you know, a big, huge um, kind of motivation for me to name the Believe Sports Group. And then um, in Cleveland, there's a big, big thing about belief. Um, call it Believe Land sometime. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've heard of that. And then even, you know, I was, as I was growing up, we even kind of fell upon a word that we kind of used in my community. Um, and it was belief. It, it meant a lot of different things. It could mean, you know, mostly positive things. So, you know, from that, just having the background of, you know, being from Cleveland, you know, having that background of using believe as a universal term. And then, of course, you know, believing in the man above as well. Um, you know, it always plays a part, you know, when it comes to your faith. A lot of people have different faiths, um, different religions, but, you know, you're believing in something at the end of the day. So I thought it was extremely important to bring it to the agency. And it was kind of the motivation for what we do on a daily basis. Man, that's big. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's really cool. I think it's important when um, when you start a company, and this is just athletes, agents, entrepreneurs, right? Like when you go to start a business, you start a company, if you don't have those foundational things and you can't really get behind the name of your company and you're not afraid to kind of put out there, like, for example, you mentioned, you know, belief and faith, you know, that that's not for everybody. You know what I mean? But you didn't care like that meant something to you and so what i see a lot of people doing is that they try so hard to be too mainstream they try so hard to get everybody and that becomes exhausting because you want to attract the people who would like you as an individual and what your real beliefs are and so i applaud you for that you know that's that's really cool um so when you got started and you kind of started in this in the canadian league now you're over here in the NFL. Um, I imagine you still have some clients in, in other leagues, but has things changed when it comes to acquiring clientele? Like, have you had to change your strategy from as you start picking up new guys? Like, have you found things that work versus didn't work that you've had to adjust to? Yeah, definitely. Things have changed you know, on a yearly, even monthly basis. You know, things change all the time in this business. That's one of the big pieces is being able to adapt. Um, And kind of to the point that you just stated before about, you know, working with a specific type of clientele as well. You know, when we first started out, 
you know, we were signing, you know, whoever we could get our hands on, whoever, you know, believed in us, whoever, you know, we thought had a good opportunity to play ball. And we were just looking to sign good football players. And, you know, that kind of transitioned into where we're at now, where, you know, we're looking foolproof at guys. We're looking at, you know, who they are as players, who they are as students, who they are as people. So, you know, for us, it's always been about, you know, a lot more than football, not just worrying about transactions and contracts and things like that. It's about building that relationship, building that partnership. So, you know, being able to do that now and having the success that we've had, we're able to really hone in on that and say, hey, you know, this guy's a great player, you know, but he also has the character. He also has the the morals that match, you know, what we believe in and what we're trying to do as a company. So that's been something that you know, we've been able to transition into is focusing on guys that want to be a part of the process, guys that want to, you know, build and grow with the company that that's growing and going to go on to do, um, you know, amazing things. So that, that's been a big piece there, being able to kind of focus on, um, you know, clients and prospects from a holistic approach. Um, of course, you know, just, just having a wider network and being able to um, cast a wider net as well. Yeah. Uh, we, we focused on local guys from the beginning. Um, as I said, we had a, you know, a big network due to my high school playing years and college playing years. And now we've been able to, you know, branch out and kind of more on the global scale. Yeah. Well, I like that because um, it's funny. And, and I'm going to ask you a question about this here in a second, but you mentioned you went to school, so you had a couple of guys that you had relationships already, and that kind of helped you transition. Um, I had a really good friend, childhood friend, Pop Warner, junior high, high school, everything. He gets drafted. And I was like, bro, like, let's go. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I finally have, like, my foot in the door to start working in the league. And it's funny. Um, I have no animosity, and I'm actually extremely grateful we never did any business together and I didn't get any introductions or referrals. And for a second, like in that first year, I was kind of like, bro, what? <laughs> like, come on, we got to keep this in the family. Like you could really help me out. I can help you out. And it just never happened organically. And I am personally very grateful for it because it took me from when he got drafted, it probably took me, an extra three or four years to get my first NFL client. And bro, that sucked. Like I was like low key in the moment. I was like a little bit salty about it, but I'm like, you know what? Like I, I need to earn this. You know what I mean? And like, I feel like that first big sale should be something like earned, like, it, like just kind of hard to acquire. So you appreciate it. You learn from it. Right. Um, not saying that like, really at the end of the day, any foot in the door is a foot in the door. Gosh, like you take it. Right. But for me and my journey where I'm at today, um, because I learned how to hunt, you know what I mean? Like if it was just given and I got some referrals, then I don't think the character would have been tested. I don't think the belief would have been tested. Um, so I'm curious, man, like what, I know you say you had a couple of friends, right. And once you branched out from there was, has everything always been referral driven from there? Or what have you had to do like specifically, right? Like what are things that you've done to help you acquire some of these clients? Yeah, that, that's an interesting question. And, um, you know, I kind of touched base on the fact that I got started, you know, with guys that I had relationships with. And the funny part about that is I was really young, you know, when I got into the business and the guys that, you know, I was able to, to transition and move over with me that I built relationships with when I was younger, 
were actually the older guys, you know, the guys that um, my dad coached, you know, and, and, you know, when I was younger, I was probably only, you know, in six, sixth or seventh grade when these guys were, you know, playing high school ball and college ball. Um, and it was you know, actually kind of surprising to me that those were the guys that were willing to, you know, jump over and, and kind of, you know, go out on faith and join our agency. I think, you know, my dad played a pivotal role in that because he was a great mentor for them as well. And then I did have um, some similar experiences to you as well, you know, when it comes to some of the younger guys that I actually did play with where, you know, of course, like you said, there's no hard feelings or anything like that, you know, but they made the decision to stay where they were. And of course, as a friend, you know, you know, this just from experience, you just want to present them with the opportunity because you right. know where your heart is, you know, right. you're going to do right by them. You're going to do everything you can to, you know, take care of them both on and off the field. Um, you know, and sometimes you aren't presented that opportunity. So, you know, for the guys that, you know, did move over, it was definitely a blessing, but, um, you know, we had those guys that, you know, weren't willing to make that move and make that jump. And like you said, you know, there's nothing negative about that. You learn through that process. And in my situation specifically on the CFL side, Canadian football league, those were the guys that were willing to transition over, you know, and make the jump, you know, when it came to the NFL, you know, those guys, they, you know, I'm not sure, you know, if they were looking for someone with a little bit more experience or whatever the case may be. Those are the guys that, you know, we didn't have, you know, an easy um, transition with, with moving those guys over. Um, and of course, you know, in those situations as well, it has to be organic anyways. You know, those yeah. guys typically, you know, they'll be coming to you. You know, you don't want to go out, you know, of your way or make anyone uncomfortable. So you allow those guys to come to you because they see what you're doing and they see the success that you're having. You know, and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But, um, you know, you kind of make your own way, as you stated. So, you know, on the NFL side, I've actually, you know, specifically only worked with guys that I didn't have relationships with growing up. And, and to your point, I think that's been the best thing for, you know, being able to go out, you know, kind of um, eat what you kill, you know, and mm -hmm. have that opportunity to hunt and really go out there and figure out what you're made of was extremely important. I've, I've had to do that my whole life. You know, I, mm -hmm. I went to Kent State. It was only 30 minutes away from my, my hometown. And, you know, I felt like that was the reason that, you know, I hadn't reached my full potential there. There, And, and I kind of made the decision and said, hey, man, you know, I need to go out here in the middle of nowhere, you know, and go figure out if I'm really made for this. So, you know, it's the same thing when it came down to the agency, you know, in the sports agent business, you know, I had to figure out, you know, what I was made of and if I was really down to make this happen. And, you know, luckily we've made those relationships and, you know, been able to pull in a clientele without using the guys that were really close to me coming up. Right. That's great. I mean, that's, that's what people need to hear, man. They need the realistic stuff, you know, and sometimes you have relationships that get you in the door and sometimes you don't. And sometimes you have to kind of create and cultivate relationships early on. Right. And it's, and it's not even in, in our business or even in football, like making a roster, right. It's, at everyday business, you know, if you are an independent, you know, like a business owner, sometimes you feel like you're like, okay, I'm going to go start this business because I have these friends and they'll, they'll help me get kickstarted. But like you said, you, as soon as you're ready, you go approach them and it's kind of like, well, yes, we are friends. Like, let's just keep it as friends. Right. Or like, you know, I want someone with more experience, you know, I love you, but like, I got to put the business like separate. Right. And so you're going to run into that from time to time. And so it's, it's a, that same thing when you're breaking the huddle, you don't just say, you know, it's backyard ball. Hey, we're Tyreek's faster than the corner. Just run a fly route. 
what will happen if they drop the coverage and they have a safety or time? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can't just go and just freestyle it. You need to put a good game plan together. And, like, the only way you'll know if you're ready is by getting to work. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. It's, it's a really big referral based business. So once you do, you know, have that initial success, once you do, you know, pull in the right client, you know, from there, it's all word of mouth. And that's when things start to roll in mm-hmm. the right direction. And like I said, you just got to be patient. You know, you got to yeah. be patient. You got to be willing to go through those growing pains, um, especially as an entrepreneur and as a, you know, a newer agent. Um, that's two battles you're fighting because we know how hard it is, you know, to start a business and create a successful business. And then even harder, you know, to be a successful agent in any sport. <laughs> Bro, it's like two uphill battles. Because one, it's you have to go build the relationships with the athlete to land the athlete. But who's also running the business in the background? <laughs> it's like, exactly. that's all you, man. So that's cool. Thank you for sharing that. So when it comes to Believe Sports Group, um, what what makes you different? Like, what do you focus on? And when you're, you know, presenting your your brand story to athletes to to close the deal, what separates you? Like, what do you feel is your competitive advantage that can land you clients over other agents? Definitely, yeah. So I, I think our competitive advantage comes from the holistic approach that I talked about earlier. You know, focusing on the person, not just the athlete. So for us. You know, it's not just transactional. And, you know, a lot of agencies will preach that, you know, when they're recruiting you, it's a family. You know, we, we do, you know, X, Y, Z for you. But, you know, once these athletes sign and they get that pin on that paper, things change, you know, and it becomes transactional where, you know, I, I've had a lot of you know, friends and, and former, you know, athletes or, you know, family members as well that, have, you know, kind of explain the agent relationship to me before I dive into the business and, they're like, man, I don't even talk to my agent. You know, I hear from them every three years when, when it's contract time. We get the contract done and we go our separate ways. So for us, you know, it's always been about creating that relationship, really building a family atmosphere where, you know, we're managing our athletes day to day. But also we have relationships with them. We have relationships with their families. You know, we're able to actually spend quality time together and enjoy it. It's not forced. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, the relationship piece is, is extremely big for us because we try to help our guys not just as athletes that's that's really just the beginning you know part of the the relationship this is a lifelong partnership for us so you know once the three and a half to 12 year football career is over you know we want to be there in the long term and that's why we try to set our guys up you know for long-term success from day one the the day that they sign that paper we're already putting them in position you know to be successful off the field because we know that career is going to end eventually you know even if you play for 20 years, you're still going to be a, a, a young man in the grand scheme of things, you know, once you retire from playing the game. Uh, that's the one point that is so hard for athletes to understand. And, and I, that's the one that I spend a lot of time educating on is I'm 31 and I feel like I'm young, bro. Like I'm like barely hitting my stride in like business and in life, like just barely getting started. Um, but as an, if I were playing the NFL, especially as like a running back, yeah. like, bro, I, I might maybe be getting vet minimums. Like I'm at that age where like you start to think that, you know, this guy's a little bit older and it's, and it kind of stinks because yeah, you want like the 20 to 22 year old kind of young buck. Right. But these guys are thinking they're, they're told that they're older. And so when they retire, they just kind of think, well, I already had a career 
where you and I, a career is 30, 40, 50 years. They had a five to 10 year career and now they're 30 and they think like, dang, dude, like, like I'm done. I'm old, you know? And they, and like, especially on the brand building side, they tie that identity to football. And now if they leave now, they, you, you have a lost identity, you feel old and like, that's scary. You know what I mean? And so I love what you're saying. You know, it's, it's a lifelong relationship and I'm the same way of it. The second I chat with an athlete, I'm like, what are different ventures that we can get you into? So like when you do retire, you retire when you want to, not when you have to, you know, I was just t- talking to one of my buddies and he was going into his last year and he was like, you know what, man, like I've had a long career and I've accomplished the things I wanted to accomplish. And if I get picked up as a free agent, it's like a vet minimum. And I had to get like banged up over it. Like, I genuinely think I'll make more money in business this year than I would on a vet minimum. And I was like, well, there you go. Like, there's your answer. You know what I mean? And he was like, yeah, I think I'm done. You know? And like, he was able to like comfortably walk away because he's put in that position, you know, throughout his career to be ready for today. Definitely. And that's, that's rare, you know, to come across. So rare, man. You see so many guys that, you know, continue to play until they can't anymore, you know, and they don't even officially retire they they are retired you know by the league because you know you aren't getting those opportunities or you may be getting um you know veteran minimum and it's because they they didn't have a plan you know they didn't set themselves up for success from the jump when you know even now you know when you talk about us being able to work with college athletes as well we're starting that plan from you know day one you know we're trying to figure out what you want to do long term how we're going to set you up for success long term and then using the platform that you have right now, because as a NFL, you know, vet or, you know, even a rookie coming in, that could be the biggest platform you ever have in your life. So we try to take advantage of that, set them up for success and make sure that they're working in the areas that they have an interest in so that, you know, when it comes time to retire, they have the the opportunity to make that decision and say, you know, hey, I'm ready to hang it up because, I'm already doing so well over here and I don't even have to bang my body up. So, you know, that's one of the things that I think is extremely important. I think it's one of the things that, you know, a lot of agents and agencies miss the mark on. And that's something that we're trying to really change and break the cycle on, you know, going through that, that tough transition. Cause it can be tough. We've seen a lot of guys go through, you know, the mental struggles, the financial struggles, um, you know, transitioning from a professional athlete into the business world. Um, they don't even have anything on their resume. You know, it's hard to tell a guy that's making millions of dollars, you know, to go do an internship or to go do a job in the off season. They just want to, you know, party and relax. But we're urging our guys, you know, if you're interested in, I don't know, personal training, you know, go go join a house of athlete, you know, go just shadow somebody. You have that platform. And I try to explain this to guys like you have a platform where you can basically contact any business. We can get you in contact with any business. And because of who you are, they'll let you come in the door and shadow. But, you know, if you're, you know, someone else, you know, that doesn't have that platform or that name behind them, they have to fill out a, res- you know, an application. It's still going to be hard for them to get those opportunities. So why not take advantage of it while you have it? Right. Well, it's, it's, it's cool you mentioned that because I actually have a buddy who plays basketball. And in the off seasons, um, I think he said he started like two years ago, um, started shadowing with a venture capital firm because he was kind of like, it's a fun world. I'm really interested in it. And I wasn't positive and, you know, this back and forth. And they were like, dude, like you bring us a lot of value. You're going to be traveling to the cities where we have a lot of business meetings. So 
go to those meetings, go build relationships and like, we'll mentor you kind of thing, you know? And I was like, bro, that's genius. And so now in the off season, he's doing that. But then when he, so he's traveling for team USA and they were like, bro, we have business out there. So if you want to go sit down, we'll set up some meetings and you can start to understand what that world looks like. And now, bro, you're in venture capital, you know what I mean? And that's something of interest and you're making the connections now, he could easily, by the time he's ready, he could easily walk away and be like, I'm ready to go full-time venture capital and like be done. You know what I mean? Definitely, yeah, that's the key right there. I mean, you set yourself up for success, you know, while you're still grinding and you know, it'll, it'll be a much easier transition and it'll lead into, like you said, a career that could even be more lucrative than playing professional ball. Right, right. Yeah, and that's what we, we try to harp on and you said it too, it's like, it's just striking while the iron's hot. Like today, your name carries a lot of weight. It's very relevant. And I'm sorry to disappoint, but like after you're going through these interviews and you're no longer there, it's kind of like, I like you because I'm kind of a fan. Yeah. Like this is cool, but what real tangible value do you bring my, my company or my agency? Because these kids have just gone to college. These kids have already interned. These kids have experience, right? So now... What are what else do you have to offer other than you play professional sports? Like I know you're going to be disciplined and a hard worker, but like what else translates, right? Like that that's where I think a big hangup comes in. For sure, for sure. And that discipline and hard work is different, you know, on different levels. When you talk about business hard work, it's a little bit different than, you know, playing professional ball. You know, there's there's always someone on. You got that coach, you know, that trainer you know, pushing you, once you get out in the business world, you have to push yourself as well. And that's where I think a lot of these guys, you know, have those struggles because now you're on your own. There is no, you know, coach pushing you, you know, to, to work hard on your day-to-day -day job or if you want to be an entrepreneur, it's, it's, it's all on you. And that's where I think we kind of fill a void and where we separate ourselves because now you do have an agent, you do have a representative that's willing to work with you you know, and work just as hard on that as we did for your career, you know, when it comes to your contract and your marketing deals. Mm -hmm. So, and that, that's actually perfect into the next question that I wanted to ask is two questions. And I wonder if they'll be the same answer or not. Um, so you're an agent and owner of the agency. So as the business professional, where do you spend the majority of your time and attention? And as an agent, where do you spend the majority of your time and your attention? For sure. Yeah, it's a great question. So um, as a business owner, I wear, of course, a bunch of different hats, you know. So um, the main focus right now as a business owner is trying to grow the team around. You know, you're only as smart as the people that you put around you. So, you know, we're doing everything we can to, you know, mentor and start to develop younger talent that will be coming on board with Believe Sports Group. Um, we actually just had our first internship program over this last um, fall and we you know, were able to onboard um, a NIL agent who will also be transitioning working towards becoming an NFL agent. So, you know, we're really focused on trying to grow the team, putting the right people in positions to be successful. Of course, you know, as a business owner, you don't want to wear all those hats forever, you know, so you try to put other people that are you know, smarter than you in other areas, um, you know, on your team and allow them to develop and grow the business, you know, so that you can kind of take more of that approach of being, you know, overseeing the business and, and continuing to be an agent, but, you know, just making sure that all areas and all aspects of the business continue to grow, not just, you know, contracts and the clientele. Gotcha. 
Nice, man. That's and that's a hard one to to ask and answer because it's funny, like when. Because obviously, like, I, I help a lot of guys with the brand building, monetizing the brand, and putting the money to work, right? And so that's stuff that I'm really passionate about. And then there's times where, you know, I go to get this guy, and then there's some stuff that needs to be done on the back end. I'm like, all right, so who do I send this to? Oh, I got to do it. <laughs> and it's like, there's, there's still a business to be run, you know? And so for you, where where do you find the most joy in your business, whether as an agent or as a business owner, where do you find the most joy in your practice? It's the relationships for sure. You know, being able to bond with athletes, being able to share my experiences, um, you know, and work with guys that, you know, I, I have a similar experience to, you know, I've been in their shoes, you know, played college ball, you know, I, I've dealt with the injuries, I've dealt with, you know, transitioning into real life. So being able to be a mentor, you know, and building those relationships, that's you know, definitely the biggest piece for me, man. I, I love it. You know, I, I do this job for free. So for mm-hmm. me, it's like, you know, I was already doing it, you know, before yeah. you know, starting Believe Sports Group. So, you know, for me, that's the biggest aspect, just the relationship piece, being able, you know, to bond, to be, um, you know, a true mentor for the guys that we work with. Um, and girls, of course, man, because we, you know, we definitely want to tap into that area as well, you know, as we start to work with college athletes and, you know, the WNBA is growing as well. Um, totally. Just being able to be um, an ally for athletes because, you know, everyone – has this misconception, you know, with professional athletes of, oh, you make all this money, there's nothing for you to complain about. Um, but, you know, they have their struggles just as everyone else does. So being able to be that shoulder to lean on, being able to be, you know, kind of that big brother figure for our clients, that's that's definitely the piece that, you know, helps me be fulfilled in, in what I'm doing as we grow the business. That's, that's a word I want to focus on is fulfillment. Um, I mean, bro, you hit that on the head and – I was talking to my mom about this the other night. So I'm in Utah. She's in Arizona. So we like to chat, you know, and, uh, and I was talking to her, like one thing that keeps people going and, and when you're down or you're hurt, you're sore, whatever, it's passion and purpose. Right. And, and, and in another word, a synonym for that is fulfillment, right? What brings you fulfillment? And you talked about, you know, you love this so much. You do it for free and, uh, you just love these relationships and I have a community that connects athletes and entrepreneurs, and I have probably close to 40 guys that I've been working with for the last couple of months that I haven't charged a single one of them a dollar, and I'm, like, working for them. <laughs> and it's crazy, and, like, people are like, bro, like, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, I have other businesses that make money. Like, this is, like, truly a passion project for me. I genuinely want to help. And I feel like when you do, um, when you're worried about the money, You'll find ways to make money. I talk about this all the time, but you might not like the way you're going to make that money. You might have to do something shady. Something crazy might pop up. It might make you question your character like because you're focused on money. But when you're focused on helping people, you need money to help people. And so money will be a consequence of that. You will make money because you're out trying to help. And it was crazy. Last night, um, I was working with one of our guys and he like texted me out of the blue about like opportunities. And I was like, yeah, bro, I got like X, Y, and Z lined up. Like, let me put you on a couple of phone calls and we set it up and it come like come to find out, like it's going to be like a pretty lucrative opportunity for me. And I didn't even like anticipate that to be happening. It was just like, I put him an opportunity to win. He knew that I wanted him to win and he's going to win. The company's going to win. And now I'm going to make some good money off of it. Right. And it just, 
it all starts with putting the best foot forward and focusing on the relationship. Yeah, definitely. And that's the key right there. You hit it on the head when you talk about, you know, everybody winning. Um, you know, we're in a, in a business where we work in a fiduciary capacity where it's in the best interest of our client. You know, that should always be the case is, you know, whatever we're doing, it's what's in their best interest. So when you do that, like you said, and you take an approach where, you know, the money is kind of just the consequence or just the aftermath, you know, you're able to make the right decisions for that client because, you know, you hear a lot of athletes, um, I watched podcast where Gronk talked about this a while back where, you know, when he first got into the league, he was just taking any endorsement deal. You know, he was doing things that he didn't believe in, things that, you know, didn't align with who he was. And, you know, we it's the same thing, you know, as an agent. When you talk about the athlete agent relationship, you know, we can we can facilitate whatever deal, we can, um, you know, find guys marketing opportunities, but you know, it's about it being the right opportunity for that guy. And then of course, like you say, you'll you'll benefit financially as you go down the road, but it's about making the right decisions, you know, for the guys that you're working with and putting their best interest at in heart first. Well, you you said something that kind of actually spurred the the one last question I really want to focus on, which is who is your ideal client? And before you answer that, I want to we'll come back to that here in a second. Um, I never ever ever want to speak negatively on anybody on here. Um, whenever we discuss things you know that have happened in the past it's it's as a learning experience right and so have you had a chance to watch that latest documentary the netflix documentary with uh johnny manzel i have not i, I really want to watch that I, i've always been a johnny fan my wife is Bro, a johnny football big johnny football fan like that guy carried some swagger that like Bro, I loved it. I, I love his swagger, like all, all time, right? And so watching this, watching his story, um, it was crazy because we were able to kind of think outside looking in. I've always just thought, like, bro, one of the most talented quarterbacks that just didn't get to live up to the expectation or like kind of his potential. And so I felt bad, but I was also kind of like with everyone else, like, bro, like you brought this on yourself. Like that sucks. Like I feel for you, you know? And then you go and watch the documentary and you obviously hear his point of view and his mindset, you know, and all the things that go into it. And so the reason I bring that up is all the talent in the world, like one of, like one of God's most gifted athletes to come out, right? Um, highly lucrative, but there also came a lot of baggage, right? Um, and so they actually interview his agent on on the show and they kind of asked him like, you know, how he felt and everything. And Johnny ended up losing like a bunch of his endorsements, his agent dropped him. Right. And like a lot of these things happen. And so the reason I bring this up again is to not slander and to not clickbait anything like that. It's genuinely as an agent, are you looking for, cause you talked early on, you kind of take anybody you can, right. Is there kind of a line in the sand that you bring in an athlete that also represents your agency or is there a lot of lenience there like what are what is a thought process when you start to do your homework on an athlete yeah it's a great question so in that case you know especially talking about a guy like johnny manzel um you know and, and coming up where i came up in cleveland ohio you know and, and a lot of the athletes coming out of the inner city limbo high school where i went you see a lot of guys, you know, that had that type of talent, you know, if not more talent, you know, than a guy like Johnny Manziel and, um, you know, not being able to go on the right path outside of football. Um, those are the things that, you know, and, and honestly, some of the reasons that I got into the business is to be able to 
you know, give those guys the opportunity that they would have received, you know, if they had the right people in their corner. So, um, you know, of course, we love to work with guys that are great football players, high character guys as well, um, you know, that can represent our brand. But I think the reason I got into the business is to help guys, is to help guys maximize their potential, is to help guys get an opportunity that they may not have received, um, you know, if they didn't have the right mentorship. So, you know, that may be, I guess, kind of a consequence, you know, of, of representing a guy that may have off the field baggage is there may be, um, you know, a little bit of, I don't want to say, I don't want to say a blemish to the, rep the um, reputation, you know, of your agency. I think it more so speaks volume to what type of agency you are. You know, if you can represent, you know, a guy that has off the field issues, a guy that, you know, takes a little bit more work to, you know, help get to the the maximum potential that he needs to reach. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of agents, you know, they may take the easy route and say, hey, you know, I, I do want to work with a guy where I'm not going to have anything to deal with off the field. But, you know, as we know from, from recent history, you know, it could be a guy that, you don't expect that from and, and anything can pop up. And if you're that agency that is equipped and willing to work with the guy and be able to be that shoulder that they can lean on, um, you'll be you'll be in a better position for when, you know, the guy that does have the high character slips up and makes it true. So, you know, for me, it's, it's always been about mentorship. It's always been about helping people, you know, more than making money or, you know, being a, the agency that everyone thinks is, um, you know, top tier or, or you know, whatever the case may be, um, it's more so about helping guys. So, you know, yeah. we look to, to represent the guys that are right fit for us. And that could be on one end, you know, a guy that's squeaky clean, you know, like a Tom Brady. That could be on the other end, you know, a guy like a Johnny Manziel. So, you know, for us, we, we try not to close the door on anyone, you know, and we try to really take on that mentorship piece. And for some guys, we're going to have to, you know, focus on that a little bit harder than the contract. So, you know, in those situations, you know, it really just depends on the guy. We want the guy that's right for us. And, and one of the big things that I look for in a client is loyalty because um, we're, we're going to be loyal to them. There's a lot that goes into being an agent. You know, you really invest in that person financially, you know, spiritually, mentally. Um, you know, I, I have a whole family. I have a daughter, a wife, um, you know, brother, immediate family that I'm really close with. And I take time away from them to represent the guys that I choose to work with. So for me, um, you know, definitely not closing the door on anyone, but, you know, we, we, we look to work with guys that are loyal because you know, we're going to be loyal to them. We're going to give them our all and we expect that in return. And it is a business where you do see, you know, high turnover where guys do switch agents pretty often. Um, but we feel like what we bring to the table and if we're able to do everything that we can do for a guy. It really will be that lifelong partnership. And that's, that's what we strive for. Well, I mean, that, it's kind of a testament to the your brand story and the name of your agency, which is Belief. And so if you only took guys that were squeaky clean, I mean, that's almost hypocritical, right? You got to be able to believe in yourself and believe in these kids that, hey, look, you know, you might just need an extra arm around the shoulder on this cat, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, you believe in them, you know, and you want to, you want them to maximize their potential so um chris this has been super awesome man like i i feel like we've got a lot of nuggets um the the one thing i always do at the end here is i always give our guests 
a minute or two to kind of just give their closing remarks and just address the listener very specifically. What are some bits of advice or something specific that they can take away today and start to apply tomorrow to, you know, be a better person, a better entrepreneur, um, or an athlete and, and or wherever journey they're on today. Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of where I would leave that would be, um, the biggest key to success in business in general for me is, is being able to learn, being willing to learn, being coachable. Um, I've worked, you know, in a lot of different fields. I've worked with a lot of different people as I've grown to, you know, build Believe Sports Group and become an NFL agent. And every job that I've taken, every opportunity I've gotten to network with someone or interact with someone that, you know, may be, where I want to be or, you know, someone that is having success in whatever industry that may be, I've always tried to learn something from them. So, you know, if you're working at, you know, the bank right now, which is one of the jobs that I worked um, coming fresh out of college, learn something. So, you know, that that's something that I've always done is, you know, I don't just do anything just to do it. Every opportunity that I take, every conversation that I have, it's always, you know, to learn something. And I always try to take at least one thing away from each experience each interaction because you never know you know not only how that can help you in the future but also how it can help someone you know that you're tagging along with you someone that you know may need that guidance someone that may need that advice someone that may need that pickup um it may be you may be able to provide that based off something that you learned through your experiences um i've you know been through a bunch of different things throughout my football career dealing with injuries um you know being able to having to pivot and, and go in a different direction and take business more serious. So, um, you know, for me, like I said, it's just, you know, being, being an, a sponge when it comes to the interactions that you have and the experiences that, you know, life affords you and, and being able to adapt in those situations, but also um, using those experiences for whatever you may need them for in the future. So that, that's really the key for me. Um, business changes every day. So, you know, those things, you know, I, I can give you, you know, some specific business advice, but for me, as long as you're learning, as long as you're listening, you'll be all right. I love it. I hope you guys are taking notes. That's, that's some great A stuff. Chris, honestly, man, it, it's a pleasure to be able to dive into your story, dive into Believe Sports Group and what you guys stand for. I think it helps athletes listening um, take into consideration who they're working with, right? And and really think about what makes the most sense for them and what's important to them and who they want to be with, you know, and, and if those people are looking out for the same interests, right? And so I really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for your time today. And uh, yeah, if you guys have anything that you need or you're willing to reach out, just find Chris on social media um, with Believe Sports Group and Chris Overton. But guys, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, you have a good one.